The phone's ring startled me awake. Gabe, my husband, grabbed the phone before the second ring finished. He's a police chief, so phone calls at odd hours cause him to switch instantly into command mode. Ortiz here. He listened for about twenty seconds. It's for you. He passed the phone over to me, then he instantly went back to sleep. Another ability he'd acquired in his twenty-some-odd years of being a cop. Help me, a ratchety old voice demanded. I lay there comfortably smothered under flannel sheets and our heavy winter quilt, thinking, isn't this deja vu all over again? What's wrong now, Dove? I mumbled to my grandma, opening one eye to look at my bedside clock. 7 a.m. I groaned dramatically. It was Saturday morning, and early for us city folks, as Dove liked to call us, but two hours into working time for country people like her and my daddy. They lived a half hour away, outside of San Salina, a combination college-retirement-agriculture town on the central coast of California, where Gabe is chief of police and I am curator of the local folk art museum. Daddy has owned the Ramsey Ranch for 36 years, ever since I was two years old. Next to me, Gabe grumbled and turned his broad back to me, covering his dark head with his down-filled pillow. Lily's daughter is having a baby, Dove said, clearing her throat. Well, make that two. In the background, I could hear the brock, brock, brock of hungry chickens. She must be using the cordless phone. Quit hogging the feed, girls, she yelled. Now I was definitely awake. I sat up and rubbed the grainy sleep from my eyes. I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. Very funny, she said. She's having to fly back to Kentucky because her daughter sprained her ankle and can't do a thing. Ouch, I said. You know what that means. Her tone was ominous. Lily Sanders was our worship leader and music director at San Salina First Baptist Church. She had a head of thick, curly auburn hair, an incredible singing voice that could clear your sinuses when she hit some high notes, and a heart for the Lord and his people that was as big as Texas and half of Oklahoma. She was so enthusiastic and loved by the congregation that she could even coerce some of the church's grumpy old coots in the second-to-last row into clapping along with her lively gospel songs. No one could say a single negative thing about her, an out-and-out miracle in the Baptist church, where gossip was too often served as the favorite side dish, along with fried chicken and buttermilk pie at the monthly potlucks. It means that we'll be back to singing Amazing Grace and Just As I Am every Sunday till the cows come home, I said. Not that I don't love those old hymns, but before Lily came, various volunteers in the congregation took turns leading the music each Sunday, and things had fallen into a rut. People knew those songs, and people loved to stick with what they know. Worse, she said, it means there's no one to lead the children's musical. Lily had formed both an adult choir and a children's choir, and had, for the last few years, successfully produced Christmas and Easter programs featuring both groups. In the last few months, she decided to try a program outside the normal holiday offerings and present one for the church service right before the Thanksgiving weekend. Lily was a gifted writer as well as musician, and I'd heard from Dove that she'd adapted Pilgrim's Progress into a children's musical and was halfway into rehearsals. Since today was the first day of November, their performance was still a few weeks away. That's too bad, 
I said to her. I'm sure the kids will be disappointed, but there's always next year. I swung my legs around and climbed out of bed. That was a sign for my dog, Scout, to crawl out of his monogrammed Stuart plaid doggy bed, for which I spent way too much money. He padded over to greet me, and I stroked his milk-chocolate-colored, half-Labrador, half-German shepherd head. Then I leaned over the bed, kissed the tattoo of a snarling marine bulldog on my husband's smooth brown back, and tucked the quilt around him. I'll make coffee, chief, I told him, pulling on a pair of gray sweatpants and one of Gabe's San Salina Police Department t-shirts. From under his pillow came a mumble that sounded like a thank you. So, why do you need my help? I asked Dove. I started downstairs to the kitchen. Are you going to host a surrogate baby shower for Lily's daughter? Eventually, but that's not where I need your help. Actually, you don't have a choice. I already volunteered you.